Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Book sales, they declined an estimated 30 to 40% in 2020 compared with the previous year. That's according to estimates from the Association of Book Publishers of British Columbia. So how are authors navigating the impacts of the pandemic? Our guest today can offer some on-the-ground insights into what this issue is, and I'd like to welcome on the show Megan Williams. She is the CEO and founder of Vancouver-based The Self-Publishing Agency. Megan, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. So what is the world of an author like right now? When you get to talk to them, ask them about how things are going, what do you typically hear? Or, or I don't know, maybe, maybe there isn't like a kind of a typical story going on for a lot of these people trying to navigate the business. Good question. I, there's a spectrum, I think, as authors are starting their process, there's a little bit of trepidation and uncertainty about what the end result will look like. What does sales opportunities look like? Are people reading more? Are, they, are people buying books less? Like, There's a lot of questions around that. However, um, there's also an excitement that we're noticing happen that we, um, we've seen really pick up in 2020 with people looking forward to sharing their story and feeling like now is the right time to write the book that they've always wanted to write or to say the things that they've been sitting on for a while. So we're getting uh, two sides of the industry. We're getting a real enthusiasm for, for storytelling as well as um, a lot of curiosity about what's going to be happening in the marketplace as brick and mortar stores are seeing less foot traffic, for example, in the ways that we consume books shifting a little bit. So I don't know if you look at the landscape right now, is it easier or harder to be an author considering, you know, kind of the opportunities presented by self-publishing as well? I would say the opportunities from what, from our standpoint anyways, are really opening up. Uh, what we saw happen in 2020 was that there was this shift in consumer mentality and authorship mentality where they, there's less interest now in having uh, the traditional gatekeepers decide for us what stories are going to make it into the marketplace, who is, quote, deserving of having their book um, on shelves. And authors are taking advantage, advantage of the you know, organizations like us or um, the information that's on the internet to help them navigate how to get their story out into the world. So it's um, it's been quite exciting to see that shift and, you know, to see new stories entering the marketplace that perhaps weren't otherwise um, being, you know, getting on, getting shelf space. So what is your role? Like, how is your organization able to help facilitate a lot of what's going on right now? We, as an agency, surround our authors with um, basically the support that you would find in a trade publisher, but where the author is in the driver's seat. So they are assembling their dream team of editors, designers. We have project managers, web support, everything that you would find in um, professional publishing, except this is with the author in the driver's seat, and we're helping them navigate what self-publishing can look like for them. So for yourself and, and the company, what was kind of the inspiration behind it? What got you guys kind of in the, in the driver's seat to pursue this? Um, 
Well, it started off with my book about six years ago when there was not a one-stop shop for me to go and have all of the answers where somebody could just tell me, how do I do this right? How do I do this professionally? And how can I earn some money um, as a professionally published, self-published author? And it took me about a year of reading reading, watching YouTube videos. And it was just this realization that there's so much information out there, but there isn't a one, one place where all that information is held and all of that support can be found, especially if you're looking to do it well. And uh, the agency was born. What has, I guess, kind of the, the traction been like? Uh, have, you know, just over the last year, a lot more authors been kind of coming to that same realization you did and signing up with uh, the agency? Yes, we saw a huge jump in um, in writers between 2019 and 2020. We saw about a 52% growth for our business. Um, and even clients coming from the U.S., we saw about 130% growth of new clients coming over the, across the border looking for support, which has been really encouraging, again, for releasing some of that stigma that was otherwise traditionally around self-publishing, because not only are we seeing an increase in people deciding to write their stories and tell them in the way that they want to be told, but we're also seeing um, that re the reward being met on the market side and people uh, supporting these local authors and supporting indie authors a little bit more than we've seen before. And um, so there's encouragement on both sides is that not only are new people coming in to tell their story, but uh, they're getting met with great sales and success on the other end. So that's great for us. I, 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 it's kind of a tough thing to kind of delineate, but how much can you attribute that to just, you know, natural trends versus maybe the pandemic accelerating a lot of trends or does it even have to do with either? I think the pandemic has actually just accelerated what we saw coming anyways. And if you, I think it highlighted a few of the strengths and weaknesses of both sides of the industry. So if you think about um, the professional publishing ocean, we've got trade publishers who would be like a really fancy cruise ship. So you've got a lot of staff on board. You've got the money and the resources to support all of the, um, passengers or authors on board. And in self-publishing, it's a little bit more like a really luxurious speedboat. So when we see a market changing, as we saw in 2020, where in this case, things happen very quickly. So a storm was coming in. And in a cruise ship scenario, it's not to say that they have to slow, they have to slowly change course because of all of the precious goods on um on board. They can't turn on a dime. They can't slowly turn. They have to be very cautious about their strategies and how they turn. Whereas a speedboat can quickly change directions. They can find a new harbor and find new strategies. And I think that became really appealing to storytellers in 2020, where they realized that they don't have to rely on the resources of a cruise ship to see success in the marketplace. You know, last year we also saw some industry consolidation as well. And there are concerns that if there's only just a few, you know, big publishing houses, it, it's really going to close the doors to maybe a lot of those authors that are just getting off the ground. If you're Stephen King, I'm sure you'll be okay. No, we're doing but, <laughs> but, and you even mentioned it though, you're attracting, you know, more of these authors from the United States. How much, you know, do you think that this industry consolidation is playing a part in people looking towards self-publishing as kind of the, 
the avenue that that's really going to be the main practical thing for them to pursue. I think it's like I, I'm. We're seeing that increase, and I think the the social climate now that we've seen come out of 2020 is is that there is an appetite to hear like new voices and people who are ready to speak up and use theirs and not interested in being um, regulated just because, you know, the traditional publishing world has standards on and they have to meet their quotas. And um, but for new storytellers, they're not necessarily interested in one waiting for a publisher to tell them that their story is going to be able to sell or not. And people are kind of ready to hear that fresh voice. We think of Amanda Gorman from the inauguration. She started off as a self-published poet and we can see the opportunities that have come for her, um, since. And I think there's, like I said, an appetite for fresh voices and people are ready to use theirs. So let's say I'm an author. I, I come over to you. What, what is that conversation like? How, how does it go? What, what are kind of the first steps that need to be taken? Well, we want to get an idea of where your manuscript is. Um, we help authors at all stages. So some people join us when they just have an idea for their manuscript, or we have some authors who are coming to us with a completed manuscript and just know, just asking, what do I do next? And from there on, we assess, like, what is the dream for them? Is the dream that they want to have a family legacy book? Is the dream that their business title wants to support their, you know, business coaching? Or is it a children's book that wants to find its way into the school system? So with that, we help them build out a strategy and basically assemble a dream team and help them choose a dream team with our editors and our designers to help that dream come to fruition. And your business model though, like obviously you're doing all this great stuff for the authors. Um, how do you guys ensure that you're making money at this as well? Uh, great question. Uh, we make money based on, uh, we have a bunch of different packages that authors can select that suit not only their budget, but their level of need. So uh, we are paid essentially like coaching time and the same way that we decided to build this business in a way that authors can, when they're choosing their dream team, we don't keep any of our designers or our editors on salary because we want to ensure that we aren't just telling authors, you have to use this person because we're paying their salary and we need to keep them busy. We want authors to be able to pick and choose who they're like, who works for their story, who can deliver their vision based on their budget and like what they hope their book will look like. So, so, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking though, like uh, with all these things that they have to keep in mind, what is it that maybe you would have wanted to know as that author, you know, half a decade ago when you were embarking on uh, your first book? I would have wanted to know that there are larger profit margins to be made if you don't go print on demand for some cases that you don't that there are opportunities to make more money and to be seen and found if you don't necessarily rely on Amazon as your primary you know, income maker. Um, I believe that it's really helpful to have your book on Amazon because, well, we don't, we like to play by the rules. If you're not on Amazon, where are you? But uh, that's not necessarily our main sales strategy. So I would have liked to have somebody work on sales strategy with me and help me find different profit margins because they are available to authors. And um, 
you know, we're not an organization. We're the only agency in the country that doesn't take royalties from our authors. So we want to help authors be able to make the most amount of money back from this publishing investment that they're making. Well, look, I, I mentioned the numbers at the top of the program with regards to the decline in sales. All things considered, we're, we're dealing with the pandemic. We have the prospect of vaccinations, you know, coming up on a mass scale in, in just a few months. Um, what are the prospects looking like for the publishing industry moving forward into 2021? Well, it's a good question. And I my thought is, is that I think we have shifted our thoughts again on breaking free of some of the traditional standards that we're used to seeing, meaning that we don't have to wait years and years to see a book come to the marketplace. It can come out very quickly. And I think that authors are getting validated that their story is worthwhile. So I hope that in terms of authorship, what we continue to see is this like desire to tell their story and not sit on it for any length of time to be told that it's you know, worthy or otherwise of the marketplace. And then what I also see happening with, um, in terms of consumer culture is that we saw this happen across the board in BC with other industries as well, but um, consumers started going really, we started supporting local businesses a lot more than we started, than we would have maybe a year ago. So there was a lot of support of support local entrepreneurs, buy things from local stores just to help everybody help to help keep the community alive. So I think on a sales end, we're going to see that continue because that became really, we started being exposed to more local businesses that we might've not otherwise been exposed to online and otherwise. And I forecast that trend to continue and people aren't going to revert back to just going back to their large brick and mortar retailers when they know that they can support a local business. I, I think like many industries, we're in kind of like, let's wait and see what happens kind of moments as uh, mass vaccinations are upon us. But I, I think there's also just kind of a lot of hope going on. And I, I'm a big reader myself. You can see my books in the, uh, behind me there. So I, I think it's always great if we can support authors, especially here locally. And so, uh, Megan, I, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Thank you so much for your interest. And I hope, um, you know, I hope you find a couple new good reads after this conversation that might have come from indie authors along the way. I love it. I love it. And that was Megan Williams, CEO and founder of Vancouver-based The Self-Publishing Agency. And that is it for the show today. We will be back on Friday. Until then, you can go to BIV.com. You can find more of our stories there, more video interviews. I just want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.